pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. It's a Monday evening. It's me, Steve Curran. It's two other people. It's one life left. Good evening, you're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Steve Curran, this I'm is Simon. One Life Left. <laughs> and I'm Simon Byron, hello. Sorry, I thought we were going to do the... So, the so new series, we've, we've separate intros now, do we? I was just... I was just... Because it know. normally goes, I'm Steve, I'm Steve Curran, you say that, because yes. you are. And then I say I'm Simon Byron, and, I, and, I, and, then, and, and then, was, then we say the other thing. Well, things. here's the thing, right? It's been a long time. This is episode zero of new se- season. I was going to build up to who could the other two presenters oh, I see, be? I see, I <laughs> you know, Doug, because we haven't... What, what season is this? Well, this is season eight. So we've only done that joke seven times. <laughs> <laughs> but it never gets old. No. How are you, Simon? Good, good. It's been a while, isn't it? I was remarking over email today to you, saying it feels like a year since I saw you last. Mm. Uh it's been a month. It's been a month. The last time I saw <laughs> Anne Scanterbury, hello. Oh, hi. We just had a fight. Oh, yeah. No, we saw each other after the fight. Did we? Yeah, but the fight was pretty bad. Yeah, we had uh, we had a fight. Um, alcohol was involved. Yeah, that was in... Uh, that was in Malmo. In Malmo, Sweden. That was the last yeah. time I saw you. Then I left the country <laughs> immediately afterwards. And we'll be talking more about that later on the show. We are a video game radio show. What does that mean, Simon? That means uh, we are a radio show. We broadcast on the airwaves uh, live in London. Resonance 104.4 FM. And we uh, our, our specialist subject is video games. I mean, we're broader than that. We don't like to confine ourselves to the world of video games. We don't. Uh, we sometimes talk about uh Drinking. You sometimes talk about pop. Yep. We've been known to talk about television. We've talked about karaoke sometimes. We've, we've, we've about touched on all kinds of subjects on One Life Left, but as Simon says, our core subject is video games and the culture that surrounds video games. Yeah. That's us all over. That is. Uh, this is somewhat of an episode zero of season eight. Warming up. We're Getting warming up. We're dipping our toes into the water. And to that end, it's an E3 special. Right. So special. 
So, uh, to cover E3, we need to find out what's been going on at E3. Okay. So let's do this. It's 7.03 on Monday the 18th of June, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the E3 Roundup. Microsoft failed to announce any new hardware at E3, but it did use its press conference to show off the new Xbox Smart Glass. Smart Glass is a digital platform that will allow content to be pushed between mobiles, tablets and consoles. It'll allow users to view content on multiple screens. Pretty exciting. Unfortunately, Smart Glass doesn't actually involve any glass with an above average IQ. Disappointing, Microsoft. Tick. For me, this gets really unusually for yeah for Microsoft is, news. Is that because it will save you having to get a Wii U? <laughs> uh, no, um, I th- well I was surprised that it's a reasonably open format, so it's not confined to just Windows phones or anything like that. It sounds like uh, owners of other handsets, which are available, uh, will be able to use it too, which is good. Good, well done. So I don't really understand what it is. It sounds to me like it's just an application that runs on devices yep. and connects to your 360 yep. and emulates the functionality of a Wii U controller, thus um, uh, it spoiling will. Yeah, m- Maybe. Um, it will... Uh, so because it's uh, not hardware-specific, it won't necessarily be able to... So it will be generic uses rather than specific ones, which the Wii U will have, because mm-hmm. the Wii U knows what buttons it's got, where a smart glass doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it'll be for things like maps and uh, additional information and stuff like that. I Which think a lot of the Wii U titles are yeah, using. Yeah, yeah. It seemed to me as a strange thing to hinge a lot of the conference on because it struck me as, oh, this is a cute little app that might appear in, in you, know, a, you know, a roundup section of Games News or something being a third no, party. No, it's number thing. one. But yes, 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 straight in there. This is this is this is the one life left. And E3 we, do, we, do, we don't do it in reverse order, do we? <laughs> <laughs> we shoot our load immediately. Um, but what's doubly interesting is that there's a Microsoft event right now, uh, mm. five past seven uh, British summer time, uh, in the states where they are. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about um, E3 reporting after this. But they are rumoured to be unveiling some sort of tablet device. Right. Okay. Uh, which may be a book reader. It may be. Um, a multimedia thing, which for the first time will allow you to stream Xbox Live, um, a a site I was reading. Yeah, exactly. What, would, what, does, that, what does that mean? <laughs> I want to yeah, stream Xbox Live. So you can you make can, interactive things, not interactive. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, so that's happening now. But it was unusual. So obviously we don't know what it is because we are on air and 100% dedicated to this so we can't look elsewhere maybe we'll do mm. the uh, music but yes we don't know, but it seems odd that they're going to do something so close to e3 when rumor has it or the choice not rumor have it has it general consensus is that microsoft uh conference was was a shoulder shrug well i don't know whether this is uh, sort of going into too detail too much detail about the microsoft conference but i found it interesting that they are not going to show at gamescom and at tgs as well right uh which it's obviously it's too uh, too soon for that to be a direct response to E3. Yeah. Um, but their their argument was that they get more publicity out of doing things on their own, like this Microsoft right, conference yeah, yeah. now, rather than going to the throng. They, what, what do Microsoft get out of showing at, at Gamescom? I mean, everyone knows Microsoft exists. All the third parties there showing Xbox games anyway. So it makes more sense for them to do things like they're doing right now. Even if that means they're going up against One Life Left season debut, which <laughs> right. must have been a <laughs> tough decision. Move. Bold move, Microsoft. 
Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's um, that's something that's been long uh, voiced, I think. But I was surprised that you know every single website was live blogging all of the conferences, and I thought, you know, how could you, as a reader, you know, you wouldn't sit through them necessarily. You wake up in the morning, and go, okay, well, what happened? Mm. Still difficult to, but. I mean, I wasn't at any of the conferences, but I saw a picture of the Sony conference today, and I was staggered by the size of the venue and the number of people that were prepared to sit through it. And, and they all weird. have their laptops open yeah, as well. Yeah, all live blogging and tweeting and stuff. And then so we, Who can be the first to be disappointed on Twitter? I think we'll have to talk more about the sort of journalistic side of this okay. later in the show. Sony also had no news on a new console. Owners of the Vita were left disappointed by the lack of announcements for the handheld. The company did announce Wonderbook, a new platform for interactive storybooks on the PS3. Backed by J.K. Rowling, the first publication will be Book of Spells, written by the author. Using Move and the PlayStation Eye, it will bring books to life. One Life Left is looking forward to the release of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I found out about Fifty Shades of Grey while I was in America. Yeah. It just suddenly existed yeah. everywhere. It's just, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's as soon as, as soon as uh, someone goes, it's, yeah, it's okay to read smart on the train. They're all <laughs> at it. <laughs> I was I was thinking how we can turn it into a One Life Left feature. I was thinking 50, <laughs> yeah. 50 Shades of Stee. <laughs> no, that's not okay. No. <laughs> if anyone oh. wants to do a One Life Left 50 Shades of Grey feature, please get in touch. Three books long, this thing, isn't it? One Life Left. Sorry, three books long. Three, three <laughs> books of filth. But Sony's tie-in is not 50 Shades of Grey related. It's called The Wonder Book. And what is it? Uh, it's an augmented reality thing. So you, um, my understanding is it will come with a sort of base level hardware uh sorry hardware which will be a, a book um it'll be like it's just it's a piece just, of cardboard isn't it it's a piece of cardboard with advanced use of um or codes yeah uh, yeah is that uh, what they you call them the black and white yeah, yeah, things yeah. that are easily recognized yeah. so they what this seems QR. to be is is sony's um sort of second QR. generation second generation ipad yes but uh, the use of uh you know getting jk rowling involved is Brilliant, mm-hmm. I, and, and a lot of people seem very excited by it. Um, mainly, you know, if there was, uh, maybe that's a sign of its strength, or maybe that's a sign that there wasn't anything better than it to be surprised by. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it live on the show floor. Okay. But we'll talk about that when we talk yep. about my show floor impressions. Oh right, okay. We're having a, what a forty-minute feature on what, what Steve them? thinks. What Steve? Have you got a little jingle? He has got a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I was. Uh, I, I I found the. Clash between that, uh, the Wonder Book stuff, and the lots of uh, neck stabbing and face shooting that went on in the yeah. rest of Sony's conference, quite, uh, quite surprising, or at least uh, what's the word, dissonance. And also uh, the reaction. Apparently, when that came on, it was just silence right. from because the majority of the crowd. Was in awe. Right. They were like, "Yeah, next time and get it." But that they were like, "Books, incredible! <laughs> yeah. That's amazing." I wish that were true. Nintendo used some of their conference to give the Wii U gamepad an airing. The new console will support two gamepads at once, meaning for one game there could be three whole screens on the go. Insane. Also announced was Nintendo Land, a virtual theme park with 12 different attractions built around some of the Nintendo family, including Donkey Kong and Zelda. Good to have the family back together again. So do you think as soon as Nintendo announced this, Microsoft was suddenly like, quick, we've got to add an extra code facility to our thing to... Uh to get two screens compatible. Yeah, I, I, or uh, people are still left a bit confused by it, aren't they? Have mm. they actually shown the console yet? I, or just a controller? 
That's a good question. Because my, I, I know lots of people who just think they're going to buy it for their Wii because it uses, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah and. Yeah, just no. Clear I don't think that maybe that's the surprise. Anyone. Maybe that's the surprise. I don't think they have shown the console. That's interesting. Yeah, well, maybe that is. The surprise. Apparently, it's massive. Embarrassed by it. Exactly. Sofa. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I have no idea. But then, I didn't get the DS before that became that came Famously good. Didn't, Famously did didn't get the DS. And, no. Uh, I once argued against the internet, so uh, <laughs> it will never take so off. So maybe we're all, all wrong about this. And can you see any uh, useful uses for two screens or more? Uh, sorry, three screens. Maybe if you're short-sighted, <laughs> then you can have one closer to your face. Well, that's two. Uh, so where's the third one go? If both of you are short-sighted, <laughs> right. but you also want to see some sort of um, ambience um, of... I don't know. No. <laughs> No is the answer. Uh, they showed some footage of Raymond on Wii U, didn't they? And it was using the sort of same... Um, oh, what's it called? Is it NFC um, technology? Field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that are in smartphones these days, uh, where uh, you would get some benefit by putting figures on the screen, and it would know that they're on the screen, and then something would happen in-game. So, you know, you, that's the Skylanders right, effect. Apparently, that Skylanders thing has been incredibly successful. Is that right? Yeah, it's been it's been huge. It's uh, it was described to me a couple of years ago as Activision's most important product uh, after the demise of the Guitar Hero franchise. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they've been plugging away at it. And it, it. It's one of those things that people missed at the start. People didn't get, but you know, anecdotally, my friends, um, their kids are just obsessed with it, and they're right. just buying more and more of these. Uh, physical things. And so on Skylanders, can your progress on the game, can that write back into the figures? Because I know that that's the thing about the Wii thing, that it's two-way. Oh, is it? I, I don't know. I've not actually played Skylanders. I believe that's right. the case. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So I, 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 I would have thought so, because you can program an NFC, which can just be as um, almost... You can get them in stickers or wristbands and stuff, and mm-hmm. you can program them to do whatever you want right, so okay. so yeah m- maybe but it is interesting isn't it in a, in a digital world we're going digital distribution for games but then physical distribution for <laughs> for game figurines i don't know Ubisoft appeared to be the stars of a pretty downbeat show, getting people excited by their new announcements. New game Watch Dogs has been much talked about, with the player taking on the role of a hacker in control of a whole city. It's basically a lull set kids ultimate wet dream. Well done, Ubisoft. I haven't seen anything about Watch Dogs. No, uh, I've just seen people... Yeah, I, I've not I've even seen, seen so many people talk about it. Yeah. Right? I, I probably... Does that not make you want to... I don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking that's probably very unprofessional of us. <laughs> well, people are getting really excited yeah. about it. I just can't be bothered to click. I, but it's weird. I saw, I saw a piece yesterday, I think, uh, which was um, it was a piece on how Ubisoft managed to keep it quiet because it, you know everything leaks. Um, and it was a piece about uh, what they did. And I just added it to, to, to pocket. Added it to read. <laughs> I can't be bothered to read that now either. So <laughs> it remains a secret to me how they kept it a secret. Yeah, it, it was the star of the show. Um, um, unquestionably, judging by the reports, um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've yet to watch the video all the way through. But Sam says it was star of a uh, of what was basically an underwhelming E3. Didn't they also have? Uh, wasn't the Far Cry Three? Uh, was that them? Yeah. Where it starts with um, you having sex, first person sex, isn't it? What? And then you go, you get your guns out and start <laughs> massacring. I think that was Far Cry. What? Three. You start having sex. You know, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. I no, I think it's from a, like a first person. So it's your from your eyes, and there's a lady, and she's 
and she's uh, oh. she's quite involved in the uh, in the act of 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 the sex. Apparently, again, I've I've not seen well, this, but you're I, obviously very good at it. Well, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then something happens, and then you you shoot animals as well. I think, and so, oh, I, no. I, I believe again. I, I, uh, there the was worst. it was strange because it was a strange show with not a lot happening yet. It all hap- what did happen happened at the same time. <laughs> so I haven't got any. Yeah, I haven't had time to sort of catch up properly. But I yeah, I believe in it. There was some outrage about that as well. I, I believe the Ubisoft conference was was quite violent and was like neck stabbing and sorry, not 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 of the attendees. <laughs> Is that why Rayman that's, doesn't that's, have a neck? Exactly, yeah. That's what happened at the Blackberry party, isn't it? <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, strange. And finally, Usher tore up the stage in Microsoft's press conference during an announcement about Dance Central 3. Usher, who has been working with harmonics on the title, danced, sweated and sang his little heart out to show you how you will be able to dance, sweat and pretend you're at a Microsoft press conference all in the comfort of your own living room. If we can finally learn how to pop our collars, then this is going to have all been worth it. Usher, Usher. Yeah. Yeah, that Usher. That Usher, <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, new album out, have you heard it? No. Is it good? It's got Climax on it. Whoa. Which is excellent. Um, not heard the rest. Okay. <laughs> Play the next news jingle. <laughs> that could be your analysis. Did you see Usher on stage? I didn't, know. Uh, no. I heard that... Uh, people felt sorry for him because he kept going, Everyone, get up! Come on! Come on! Get up! (laughs) Yeah! And no one did because they were all game journalists writing about people being stabbed in the neck uh, (laughs) because this is not the sort of game. But by all counts, it looks great. Okay, Mm -hmm. good. Um, Why the celebs were at the conferences? I saw uh, Joss Whedon. Hmm. At a conference or just... At at the Dance Central Harmonics Party. Okay. Um, the South Park creators uh, yeah, stole the, stole the Microsoft uh, conference, didn't they? Apparently, with their unscripted. Stole it. They walked away with it. <laughs> with their un- uh, unscripted rant about something or other. Uh, Snoop Dogg was there in the Namco booth. Yeah, uh, it's very very Tekken. funny interview on Eurogamer uh, about that. Is there? Yeah, but uh, just sort of um, rubbish raps at Snoop. And <laughs> Snoop, it looks for a while that Snoop's not getting the joke and. Fair play to Bert. He perseveres, yep. and it's it's excellent. I am, yeah. I think that was. Are we fr- are we're friends with Eurogamer, aren't we? We tell them we are. Okay. Yeah. I but don't know how much they like us. <laughs> what, what do what do we think of Gamespot? Yeah, friends with them, are we? After the incident. Well, you know, um, we. I think once again, yeah, we are the bigger men collectively. So we are, even though they stole. Yeah. Part of our show, yeah. from our hearts. Yep. <laughs> we're just going to let it go, aren't we? Or not? No, we're not. We're, we're going to say we're going to let it go. I suppose if we were to let it go, we probably wouldn't mentioning be mentioning it on. No. We're going to go next time we see them. We'll oh, no. give them a hug and then we'll stab them in the neck. Do you know? Like I bet. So <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely way of saying that. No, I'm like. I bet they'll do an E3 special next mm, as well. Yeah. Oh, predictable. Yeah. Good luck to them, I say. Good luck to them. (laughs) Let's know when it's on FM.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Home Run by Team Rocket from chipmusic.org. We also play a lot of chiptune music, and it's all brilliant. Uh, whilst you've been enjoying that, I have uh, undertaken the very difficult task of Googling Far Cry 3 sex scene, <laughs> which will influence adverts in my Gmail now, I would imagine. <laughs> Top result uh, is from YouTube. Uh, Far Cry 3 Sexy Necessary asks YouTube. Um, Thanks, YouTube. Yeah, there's, uh, there's more videos for Far Cry 3 Sexy, and I'll just add that to Pocket. Um, <laughs> yes, so it looks like it's Far Cry 3 if you want. Um, it's apparently it's a hallucinogenic sex scene, which, um, as we all know... It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best type. Although we can't endorse that, we mean in video games. Exactly. Obviously. Obviously. So that's that concluded. So is that it for E3? Are we done for no. this episode? Uh, so no, you, a lot we, more to talk about, isn't there? We sent you. You were registered staff. <laughs> I was. You were. I really was. Registered One Life Left staff. I had to say, and uh, if you don't believe me, you can get my boss, Simon Byron, to sign off on this. <laughs> She's, that was a moment. Yeah, well, you know, that's... Um, so thanks for doing. consent. Thanks, thanks, boss. No problem. <laughs> so did you have a nice time? I had a really harrowing experience on the show floor. I didn't enjoy it at all. Uh-oh. Mm. So I, I went there on the uh, first morning, initially... Whistling. Yeah, whistling, <laughs> whistling walking into the building, <laughs> as cheery as I could be, <laughs> rocked up. I thought, I'm just going to see some nice video games. Yeah. It's going to be pleasant. I'm sure it's going to be very humane. And, and sure enough, I got my One Life Left media pass. There is an important reason to do this, and I would advise anyone who, um, who can possibly get a media pass rather than a developer pass to do that. Um... Because so I, you need to get your own radio show, don't first you? First, you do. So, uh, so it's you know, obviously going to be tough. But eight you, years in the mil- making. This. If you go through those seven years or eight years, it's uh, it's absolutely worth uh, it. It's worth that hundred dollars you save. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's no, not about uh, saving money. Either so. To get your pass for E3, you have to apply um, a couple of months in advance. You have to say you either have, you have to be part of the industry or covering the industry. So you we have are to the be industry, media or developer, and I am both. Um, and every other year, I have applied for a developer pass um, and gone as a developer. But the problem is, there are a lot of meetings that happen at E3 between developers and publishers, and they happen in the upper level. And in the upper level, uh, there are guards on the doors to stop other developers going into these places so you have to always get to the guy and you say I'm here for a meeting you go well you can't come in so you have to call yeah. the publisher you're going to go and see and they have to come out and let you in it's depressing whereas if you're a journalist they'll let you in everywhere we, we encountered this problem last year didn't we because I had that similar issue on the U-Star stand right that's you, right and, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, people just uh, you found people just, just stood whose job it was to stand at the bottom of the escalator just to say no yeah and it was yeah it was a nightmare <laughs> but and if you've so got a I, journalist thing you can go anywhere and did you and you can also take advantage of the journalist hospitality oh. lounge I bet there were some scenes in there weren't there Beanbags as far as the eye can oh, see. Imagine. I mean, uh, so I, I went before I got to the hospitality lounge. I went to the show floor, and yeah, it was harrowing. It was loud noises, uh, explosions, men getting stabbed in the neck, and dubstep everywhere. <laughs> I mean, everywhere. And I had a headache within about twenty yeah. minutes. It was. Were you, were you there when it opened? Because uh, seeing the people camped on those steps, right. when, You know when. Well, no, I, I I was actually I arrived slightly early for a meeting, and I saw these big lines of people, and I thought, "You've got three days, lads, yeah, and ladies, and of course." I, <laughs> I don't know. I I I get it, and I like I appreciate that enthusiasm for the form, 
but E3 to me is it, it drives the enthusiasm out of yeah. me rather than builds it up and so so it's nice to see people getting excited about things but ultimately as you say they're racing in to see stuff that they will have three days opportunity to see and anyway in most cases I mean I tell you a pivotal one of the pivotal depressing moments was seeing everybody not everybody about 200 people at the Activision stand all with mobile phones and cameras and, and camcorders out all filming a countdown, countdown the, yeah, on the Activision yeah. stand oh, and not only were they filming something that wasn't interesting but everybody else there was filming it they could just get it off the internet yeah in uh, they I had that know. stand last year and um, they didn't have any pods out no and it was just a big empty space so that more people could stand around filming the countdown to the because mm. uh, yeah. yeah, last year it was um, all the trainers were Inception weren't they right yes uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this year it's She's <laughs> ducked up. Yeah, and uh, that's that's what it was to me for the first couple of hours, at least, of, of seeing it. So I, I did my duty and went around all the things and saw a lot of, of games that basically all looked the same. There were there were some high points. I really liked. Um, uh, I think it's called Tanks, 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 uh, which is just you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, which is just a, a very uh, silly sort of um, uh, third-person tank uh, arcade game, very bright colours. What format? Uh, I'm actually not sure. They had arcade machines there. I assume it's digital download because it's that yeah. sort of size of game, but they had little arcade uh, cool. machines there. But I think it's telling that the game that I got most excited about seeing on the show floor, uh, at least uh, you know, for the first couple of hours, was Jet Set Radio. Yeah, and it looks... Does it, well, people say it looks amazing on the Vita screen, does I, it? I, I just saw a, a single monitor of it and just was like, I'm so excited yeah. to play that again. And then I, I got trapped in sort of, you know, oh God, how video games could have been if they'd followed that path yeah. rather than the sort of Halo path that they've followed. And if everything was, you know, bright and colourful and fun and joyous and had offered you a different experience in every game rather than just this, this you know, world of first-person shooters and neck-stabbing. So, yeah, I, I, I was a bit depressed after a, a couple of hours, um, and so I, I sought solace in the press room. Right. <laughs> Which wasn't exactly the best thing to do. What was going on in there? I, I, I slumped on a beanbag, and I, I really think beanbags are disgusting yeah, and yeah, represent yeah, everything yeah. in video games. Like, yeah. hey, and I just thought, here I am, slumped on a beanbag and every time I close my eyes I see strobing lights and neck stabbing and every time I try and block out sound I hear the sound of dubstep you know marking this thing and this is this true low what am I going to do? So did you socialise? Because I like I like walking into press rooms and like just A, finding out what people are saying and then B, starting off rumours. It's the best place to do it. Like, <laughs> we did that at, um, at GDC. You know, that's where the, the Gabe Cube uh, right. was sort of, that's where that was started. Um, I did, I walked around a couple of times. I, you know, I, I think another thing about these things, uh, the games industry things generally, is you forget how big the games industry is. And although, you know, when we go to uh, European things and things like the GMAs, yeah. we see the same sort of people. Actually, that's a tiny, tiny percentage yeah. of all of the, the bloggers and, the, you know, the US press. The flickers. The, the flickers, the Instagrams, yes. uh, all covering the thing. So, yeah, I didn't, I, I saw a couple of people I no, it said hello to Steve Boxer, uh, which you know is everyone's everyone's dream at this yep. sort of events. Seeing a, seeing one of the big hitters, <laughs> early doors as well. You might, so, that, so presumably you only went in there once. Uh, yeah, Steve Boxer. Uh, he's done. A, he he is a uh, you know covers uh, covers games for the, the Guardian. The Guardian, exactly. 
but yeah, I was I was not happy. But then I went to the Indicade stand, and and that was great. Yeah. That was really really good. And I think that. Um, Especially, especially after the talk that I'd done at Nordic, which was about how people who only like indie games are idiots, yeah, and yeah. you should you should really try and love the mainstream stuff as well. Going to the indie thing, indie game stand, and how, having that sort of lift my spirits was great. There was a lot of you know um, beautifully developed and interesting titles there, which were were great to see, and some of the stuff that we've you know we've seen before, but other new stuff as well. Um, saw sound shapes there, which which looks great. Yeah, um, and it's out next month, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they, they finally seen. said when it's out. Um, and that sort of uh, that sort of I left the show at that point because I thought okay that's that's fine. And the second day, um, I went to the Sony stand, oh, uh, yeah. the Sony press area. And I think maybe I've been talking for too long, so perhaps uh, we should oh, play some music. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what could have no, gone on? No. <laughs> you didn't. Don't start the music. And we'll talk about that after this. <laughs> This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's our E3 special, and we're talking about the things we learned from this year's E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. What did you learn? I didn't go this year, because um, I was celebrating the Queen's Jubilee. But you, don't night, obviously. Need to, you don't need to go, because you've got 300 people fim- filming the Activision countdown from yeah. streaming it on... Um, I mean, funny enough, I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, just maybe I wasn't looking in the right places. Um, what did I learn? People, I, I was very surprised, uh, like many people, uh, at Sony's lack of focus on the Vita during their press conference. And it subsequently emerged that this um, compilation video of forthcoming Vita titles, many of which look outstanding but they just didn't mention them at all uh, which i found very strange and as a proud vita owner i um i was also a little concerned by that Hmm. i I totally get that and i was thinking this playing gravity rush the other day which is a brilliant game very much like it it's not perfect but it's it's uh you know platform specific it uses all the vita features it's it's fun and different it's a new ip it's all the things that sony should be supporting and yet the only people i've heard it from are people who've already bought it 
Yeah, no, it's odd, isn't it? I mean, you know, you, you mentioned Jet Set Radio earlier. It's, uh, it's, it seems to have evolved from that different type of, you know, had video games gone down that route, then they'd be like Gravity Rush. Mm, um, agrees. Yeah, it's, it's far from perfect, but it's, it's, uh, I, I've been very much enjoying it. I, and, and, it's, and it's funny, because you mentioned Jet Set Radio, which I'm looking forward to. My, my next fee to purchase is going to be um, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, uh, although I did get on the little big planet Vita, uh, so Beta. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Some pe- Our friends from Nordic, of course. Yeah, and um, yeah, somebody's already made a Luminez level, awesome. and yeah, it, it looks looks like it's going to be really, really good. I'm not sure when it's out, but I'm not entirely sure how you get on the beta. Somebody on the internet posted links. Hey, quick, go here, you can get on the beta, and I did. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of a focus on that. I mean, E3 is a perfect opportunity when you've got a, a, a stadium which, which bands play uh, full of games industry press and uh, mm. stuff um what else did we learn uh yeah uh, people have, have shaken their heads about violent video games now but n- now it's the journalist rather you know previously we've seen people go but they don't do anything to you um and now it's it's a different argument people aren't saying that they're bad we're just saying that we're bored mm. um because a lot of the games um shown at e3 and discussed there have have gone like sort of pandered to the the um, impression that the video games industry is run by a bunch of teenage boys. Uh, there's the uh, Tomb Raider uh, rape scene, mm-hmm. um, which just seems ridiculous. There's yeah. just no need for it. Um, it's it's, uh, yeah, it's that and Far Cry 3 and, and you know, all the st- shooting and stabbing. Just, you know. Let's it's, it's worth pointing out that there is no rape scene in Tomb Raider, but the, uh, the man, the, I think the producer, talking about it recently... Uh, and and they've gone back and said this Sorry, is it's, not it's intended. Attempted. No, it's, it's, isn't it supposed well, to be an attempted rape scene? He's. It, I I don't know. I've seen the rebuttal, which says you know there is none of that. Everyone's seen anything that's already in there. I have found from day one this game super creepy. Like um, uh, since the I think it was Game Informer yeah. ran this huge piece on this um, vulnerable, bruised, scratched Lara, and they and they talk about how she's been. Designed with puppy fat, right? You know, because it, yeah, yeah. The the whole thing is super, super horrible and creepy, and I, I yeah, I I don't like that at all. No, <laughs> that side of the video game industry, and it was that side of the video game industry that came to the fore on the second day, even more so on the first day when I took uh, my girlfriend to E three. Right, nice. Because what does she make? Uh, That's a good uh, you, date, Steve. That yeah, good date. you signed off on her being a producer of One Life Left, and she's been on the show, so that's fine. Right. Uh, so she she came with me, and I thought it'd be great fun because I thought you know E3 is ridiculous, right? So mm. it's you know it's strobes and dubstep a and neck stabbing. People, a lot of people be very keen to go to E3, yeah. so much so that they'd be, they'd be prepared to go out with you. <laughs> I know. I'd imagine this was her long game, yeah, exactly, <laughs> building to this point. And I thought that what would happen is we'd go and she'd see some things that she liked, maybe a little bit, but mostly we'd just be walking around the show floor riffing. You yeah. know, hey, look at that guy getting stabbed in the neck. Oh, wicked! It'll be funny. It wasn't funny. It was harrowing again, right. even more so. She had a headache and wanted to go home after about. 10 minutes um in that 10 minutes she saw some of the new wii stuff she saw uh, the animal crossing mini game type thing uh, on that nintendo carnival is yep. it called carnival no fun, fun fair, land, fairground fun, fun fair, land. mini nintendo, nintendo land, land. thanks Sam. it's fine it was actually a news story right? okay got kicked <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh and um it was uh it was 
that bit was fine. She watched We Fit Two and the Luge thing, but then pretty much we we're into the meat of the show floor, into the, uh, you know, um, just <laughs> everything that we've already mentioned, yeah. and it went really, really badly. Uh, I came back to the show later after I'd uh, after I'd escorted her off the premises, <laughs> and uh, and uh, again looked for quite a time. Went to the Sony booth, uh, the Sony press booth, which I considered would be a slightly nicer place to be, uh, and indeed it was. This was off the show floor, um, and I sure, saw games there that genuinely made me like games again, which was a relief. I saw uh, Tokyo Jungle. Do you know Tokyo Jungle? Yes, I do. This is. Um Animal racing in Tokyo. Not racing, no. but animals fighting for survival oh, okay. in a post-apocalyptic right. uh, Tokyo. It's, yep. it's, it's the ridiculous side of video games. Great. It's, it's stupid and fun, and it does things in the medium you could only do in this, and you wonder how they ever managed to get the idea through, uh, through, through their publisher, Sony, but it's brilliant. It reminds me aesthetically of The Last Man. Is that uh, what it's called? The Last Guy? Uh, that's the, yes, the, um, the centipede-like um, uh, yeah, zombie, zombie game yeah. that was an early PSN yeah. title. Maybe by the same studio, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's excellent, um, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. Demo to us by uh, someone who listened to the show. Wow, what was that like? Wow. It's just, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. happens to me all the time. Don't be starstruck. He wasn't. Uh, then <laughs> he I saw. He probably doesn't listen to the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's a friend of Odds on ODs. Ah, that's ah. why he listens then. You yes. have to have a reason. Okay. <laughs> you can't just be a listener. <laughs> then I saw um, Pixel Junk 4am. Right. Again, uh, you know, hard to imagine how this has got published on a platform because it doesn't seem very salesy or, or commercial, but I really enjoyed it. It's a music-making game uh, with friend of the show, Bion, uh, yes. providing a lot of the music behind it. I think it's uh, I think he's worked heavily on the co- concept as well. Pixel Junk, I love them. I don't love all of their games, but I love that they all exist. And, I, you know, I was re- I'm totally, uh, totally glad 4AM exists too. And then I saw... What was uh, what was introduced to me by another person at the Sony booth as uh, the Invisible Penguin, but it's actually called the Unfinished Swan. Right, which <laughs> looks excellent. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't being pity. He right, just got the name wrong. Bored. And this was on day two, so yeah. loads of people have walked away going, "Yeah, the Invisible Penguin." He was a bit harrowed at the time. He, uh, he, you know, like us all, but he'd been uh, he'd been having problems demoing his game. I actually saw him just with his head in the ha- head in his hands, right. head in his hands in front of something that bashing said, his head against just the said w- online error. I thought, <laughs> oh god, bashing his head, blooding a white wall with his head. No, this wasn't the unfinished one. This was the guy okay. who introduced me to. But the unfinished one is uh, and listens to resonance. FM who do not know about video games should pay attention to this point because it is uh, one of Sony's art games, I think it's fair to say. It looks great. It is a game in which you begin in a world which which is entirely white. Not in a racist way, but in a way that you cannot see anything. Uh, You can't see colour, which is decidedly unracist, in fact. That's right. You can't can't see anything. Uh, It's first person. And um, uh, the world is entirely white, no shades of grey, nothing. You turn, you can turn around in any direction, but you can't see anything unless you fire. And you fire with a sort of paint gun, and you fire blobs of black. And that colours in the world. But it doesn't, again, it doesn't colour it in indistinct shades. It colours it in either black or nothing. So you have to fire it quite judiciously, otherwise the whole world becomes black and you're back where you started. So you're sort of painting in the world to try and find your way around this world and find the swan of the title. And so it's quite a... (laughs) 
quite an uncomfortable experience. Like, no one uh, craves, I think, the sensation of being blind, but that's what this world does to you. It makes, uh, it, makes it very, very hard to see. And it is, it, it, there is a sense of discovery there. You know, you find cute things and you find, you find interesting uh, uh, things the creators have made for you. But also a sense of constant nervousness that you won't find things. I did not enjoy my you know time, my strange, time playing it, this game, but I loved it. Yeah, it, but, it, but it struck me as... as um, I, well, I imagine it would have the sort of opposite effect of the the sort of joy of discovery. Yeah, and, there, and there absolutely just, just being, is that. Um, and it, like, does it have any pressures, or is it just an experience? No pressure. You can so fire as much as you right. want. And I, and I agree that the sense of uh, exploration and discovery is something I'm very very uh, um, supportive of in games. I think it's a huge huge thing. But this filled me with claustrophobia. But the reason I, I loved it is because that sort of sensory thing of, of games being a, a wider medium where there are all kinds of emotions, not just adrenaline or fear or neck-stabbing. Yeah. Like, that's really important, really, really exciting that people can be brave enough to create these and also that publishers can support them. So, yeah, I'm, I, I was super, super happy. And having seen uh, those games and some other things in the Sony booth as well, including Wonderbook, which, again, is not... Uh, Wonderbook is not for me. I think the unfinished one is for me. But Wonderbook is definitely not. It's for Harry Potter fans. It's for kids who love these things. But but I saw some pretty annoying reviews of that that said, oh, yeah, it's, a, you know, put it down as, as how I described it, iPad 2, but in a pejorative sense. I can imagine an audience for this game who are going to love it. Oh, absolutely. And, and the things, you know, the tech stuff, the way they're done, it's obviously beautifully put together. And it's not for me, but, you know, there should be games that aren't for me, like the next stabbing games, but there should only be a few of those. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... Um I like what Sony... Sony seem to be more innovative uh, or have been sort of historically. You look at things like SingStar, um, you, look at the, you look at the iToy, um, which uh, came out, which came from the same... That was Sony London as well, wasn't it? The iToy. Um, which came out with a, a bunch of sort of mini games that if... Um, if they came out and connect now, like Happy Fire, um, Happy Action Theatre, you know that was, it was essentially doing that then, but the technology wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. Same with iPad, really lovely idea, just a, a little fiddly. The light had to be, you know, and so like we're sort of finally getting there. And I think, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think it's good that Sony still try. It's um, the Unfinished Swan is from uh, Santa Monica Studio, isn't it? Is it being part? Is it being part? It's being sort of it's handled being, it's by being them. It's published by them. It yeah, came. Right. Uh, it, it began as a, an indie title. Yeah, and whilst um, you know, Journey and um, what else came from them? Flower. Flower. Uh, yeah, were I mean, I thought Flower was okay. I thought Journey was disappointing, but I still encourage Santa Monica Studios to do that because. See, I, lo- I loved Flower. Flowers for me is one yeah, of the. I, I, like I say, I thought it was okay. Yeah, um, well, like I say, I loved it. Well, what do you think, Anne? Tiebreaker. <laughs> Didn't play it.
This is Resonance 104.4 FM, the world's greatest radio station. We are One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. This is chiptune music. It's Subatomic by Res. It's nice. I went to Blip this year. Cool. What's Blip, Steve? Straight after uh, we went to Nordic, I went to the Blip Festival, which is a festival of chiptune, the the sort of headline uh, event takes place in New York every year. And I figured this was probably my last chance to go because I'm not getting any younger. No. What? But the people who play Blip definitely are. Are they? I have never felt as old at a concert. I mean... um, we did go and see we did go and see Saber Pulse a couple of years ago, me and some friends. And my friend, who is significantly younger than me, of course, when she went to the bathroom, she uh, all of the girls in there shut up because they <gasps> thought she was someone's mum. Oh no! Uh, this was even worse. Um, I ended up in a conversation with uh, with um, a guy who had just. Uh, was just about to finish college. I think he was 22. And he was saying, yeah, I feel so old. I mean, man. there are just kids here. People are, people are, you know, 13, 14. Man, they don't know where it... They don't know anything about life. And I was thinking... Yes. Well, why, well, yeah, well, why didn't you stop thinking and well, start saying? then one of my friends said... One of my, uh, he turned to one of my friends and, and said, uh, you're a little bit older than, than us, <laughs> aren't you? Like to my friend, who was 26. Uh, uh, sorry, 24. And uh, she went, yeah, I'm 30. And they both burst out laughing. <laughs> and she said, she said, I'm not really, I'm, I'm 24. Uh, they turned to me, accused <laughs> and they said, how old are you? And she said, he's 26. And then changed the subject. They bought it. So they bought it. Uh, so I still got it. Still got it. Anyway, Blip was uh, was brilliant. It was it was excellent. Some brilliant, brilliant uh, performances there. I didn't see George and Jonathan, who apparently were the uh, best of the weekend, uh, but I did see uh, lots of other things. I also went to the after show and saw Saber Pulse tear it up. Oh, I bet. Saber Pulse, friend of the show, who uh, is now, uh, Joy says he does for a living when when girls ask him. He works, he's moved, he's... Do you know what he says he does for a living? No. I land planes in Africa. Does he? Excellent. And that is actually true. Yeah. Works in Ethiopia, landing planes. Pretty amazing. Anyway, it was great, and I would wholeheartedly endorse uh, anyone uh, thinking of going to Blip. Just as long so. as you're, you're young or you look young. Yes. Definitely do that. There's also loads and loads of... If you're thinking of getting into Game Boy music and stuff, there's loads and loads of kind, nice people at these sort of events who will teach you about the stuff that you need to use and then sell it to you. Nice. Mm. So, back to E3. I went to the press tent and I saw something happen. Oh, no. So while I was slumped on the beanbag... Uh, eyes darting for something to lift my spirits, I chanced upon a blogger for a popular website. Mm. Oh, really? Writing a story mm. from the show floor, as people have to do. You know, that's what uh, Simon was commenting earlier on what the press conferences are like, just full of men with laptops, haste, yeah. you know, quickly typing yeah. up live blogging and stuff. Uh, but this, this wasn't live blogging. He'd just been to see a, a game on the show floor, wanted to write an exclusive piece Easily. about it. I say exclusive piece. He had two windows open, no. one from his competitor's site <gasps> and one from his own, and he was basically transcribing. <gasps> no. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. So there we go. One Life Left again, setting the uh, news agenda. Yeah, wow. I know. So did you 
you obviously know who this person is. You're not obviously not going to say what it was. But have you looked at the corresponding pieces to see how much information they share? I haven't, but I could see over his shoulder that it was substantially the same. I'm not going to say, like, a paragraph-by-paragraph breakdown, but it was pretty much lifted verbatim. And I think that that, you know, again, fits in this uh, Venn diagram of pointlessness with all of the people filming the same thing on their mobile phones. Did this person see you? No. Looking over their shoulder. Okay. They did not. Can I write down a name and see if I can guess who that person is? <laughs> no, it's not. That's, uh... you can also, this is a, that's a sort of changed the subject slightly, but sat on the same beanbag. I had one of the more awkward social situations of my, uh, of my E3. When a man came and sat next to me, who was also a journalist, and... Um, Sat on a different beanbag. Right. See, I did sound not, not as if like, he sort yeah. of like he'd sort of squidged over. He sort of moved his bottom slightly into yours. He was uncomfortably close, but we got closer when he picked up my bottle of water oh, and started drinking from it. Yeah. And you've got that problem. I know, right? And I know whether to tell him yeah. about it. Uh, anyway. Um, he he then put it down, and I thought, should I take a swig of it yeah, next? Exactly. <laughs> I I don't know, but I didn't get a chance because he immediately went for it again, and then put it on the other side of it. Last I saw that bottle of water, I know, right? Aww. He probably saw me eyeing up my own bottle of water. You should have gone to the toilets together and see you could get the most <laughs> of it out <laughs> in the quickest. That's how I often sell things in the press office. Hmm. Um, yeah, but there are different sorts of pressures now. I. Um, when I first became a journalist, uh, which was many, you know, long before uh, the blip uh, attendees were born. Um, <laughs> the, East, the European Computer Trade Show in London was the sort of big event for young 8-bit journalists like myself. Were we 8-bit or 16-bit? Yeah, well, between the two. Um, CTS, during the dying days of which I got paid to literally drink at the bar, bar and, um, and listen into conversations. Those were the days. But ECTS, we, we, were, we often felt like... Um, Children in an adult's world, like we were on these magazines. I was on the one um, which looked, uh, which was exclusively about Amiga games, and um, we'd sort of go there and, and see people in suits, and we'd pretend to be grown-ups as well, and we'd have meetings. And uh, Tom Watts from Renegade would maybe show us. Um, oh, I've forgotten some of the Renegade games. Uh, Elf Mania, for example, which they just been waiting. We go, oh, that's great. And then a month later, our thoughts on that would appear in a magazine that you could buy in the shops. Um, and after the show, we'd meet down at a bar and we'd go for a curry and we'd stay out all night and all this sort of thing. Now, now the, the pressures of being a journalist, um, you see something, then you immediately have to go and write about it or copy from mm. your competitor. And it just can be no fun at all, I'd imagine. I did not see uh, any of my journalist friends apart from Parco. Right, Simon he, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's got off the yeah, rails. I think he's gone off well. the rails, I think that's why. But c- because they were all so busy. Yeah. Or at least they said they were busy. Mm. <laughs> busy copying each other, weren't they? There was one opinion on each three. Somebody didn't like all the neck stabbing, and then everybody, everybody else <laughs> didn't like it either. But Parco did make it out. He came to our annual One Life Left E3 game of cricket. Great. How did that go? Who uh, won? It was fabulous. I won, of course. Of course. So always the winner. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Uh, he came along to karaoke and did, uh, did Umbrella as well. Blew everyone away. Great. Parco's Umbrella is a sight it to be is. seen. It is, yeah. Um... So yeah, it was it was you know it, I I think to sum up E3, I would say it was a, a depressing show for those who were just looking at the the mainstream. But as ever, there's enough stuff in video games to lift you up. 
yeah, I, to, I, to think there is hope for the medium. The, the impression I got was that it was very much placeholder. Um, it was booked month, <laughs> booked last year. People had to show up and, turn, and uh, show stuff, but um, it's next year apparently. Will will be when the new hardware is unveiled and stuff, and we'll all get excited again. <laughs> Jamapal is the name of the artist. Uh, this is a song called Famicom. Earlier in the show, I didn't mention uh, it was a song called Then and Now by Gravity 2DX. Again, all music this week has come from chipmusic.org. You can find all of this stuff and more there. So that's... Uh, what other events have we been to um, we need to cover off? Uh, we finished off Nordic. We had a great time there, didn't we? Um, we had the best time. Have um, we... Have we talked about the Phil Fish? No. No. <laughs> have we? I feel like we have. We couldn't have done because... No, we haven't done a show since then, have we? No. So uh, we, we went from our second show, which is online now, was broadcast last week. Uh, we went straight from that to the awards, where there are some pictures of us accepting other people's awards. Oh, we started off a new thing, which is... Um Cheers, Mexican wave. Mexican cheers. Yes. That was yes. excellent. We did start that. Yep. We started that. Um, Someone else finished it. <laughs> and we went to the Nordic Game Awards, which were great. Uh, we had a really good time. We started messing around. We started drinking. And then uh, someone said to I me, was hey, drinking wine. Some, hey, Simon, um, there's loads of beer here. We're going to let, put all the beer in your bag, and then we can have all that beer in the party. And I'm like, great. So I loaded up my rucksack full of all the beers. <laughs> and then we got to the party, and like, oh, I had to suffer the ignominy of a bouncer going through everybody's bags. And it's like... Yep, a bottle of lager there. Oh, another bottle of lager. Oh, another bottle of lager. I just, I look terrible. Anyway, we walked in and got as far as the karaoke, uh, which is where we then sat for the rest of the night. Um, I think the karaoke organiser was grateful for the company um, initially. Initially. <laughs> By the end, he could not hate us more, could he? Uh, so yeah, we had fun doing that. And then um, we got pretty junk and uh, stuff. And then when we left... Um, we were just walking up to the uh, to get our taxi, and as I was, I think I was sort of separated from you guys. I was sort of walking back to the venue. I walked past 
uh, Fez's Phil Fish. A man who we've <laughs> we have history. We mentioned a lot about on the show. Fish, he's never actually we? been on it. He's the creator of Fez. He's, we've invited him on yeah, it many, many times. times. We've pushed him over. He's always declined. <laughs> and we've pushed him over. We've sung karaoke at him. Yeah. He's never looked happy <laughs> about any of these things. So he was walking away from the parties with two accomplices. And uh, he said, uh, uh, he said, uh, you, he, he, he turned to one of them and he said, you know what? He said, uh, I, could e- I could easily nick one of these bikes because there were loads of push bikes around. <laughs> he was boasting about how he could steal one of them. And he hadn't seen me. And I said, Oi, Phil, you're not nicking those. And he went, all right, sorry. I and Karen are walking and stuff. And then um, we figured out the, the, the joke the following morning, which is like, because one, <sighs> one of the phrases is, if somebody wants something that's inappropriate to them, they say, well, you need that like a fish needs a bicycle. <laughs> Turns out a fish needs a bicycle so much he's prepared to steal one. Oh. Uh, so that was good. Um, that was good. And we will we will catch up with Phil Fish, bike thief. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we shall we told... pitch that as a feature <laughs> <laughs> to the bike show? I will. I will send him an email. Right, yeah. L- saying that. So, what so dear dear Phil Fish, uh, yeah, we're starting a new season of One Life Left next yeah. week. Uh, we need feature contributors. Yeah, uh, we're pitching. We'd like you to do a feature called Phil Fish Bike <laughs> In which What happens in the feature? Well, uh, he could just He could carry um, a digital audio recorder Around with him at all times <laughs> And then just walk around saying Could easily have that <laughs> Maybe he should describe describe the, how bike. He, describe the bike And then describe how he could steal it In a video exactly. game sense yes. In a stealth yeah. way or yeah. a exactly. next stabby way Or so that was good. I had a great time. We'd like to thank Nordic Game yeah, for thank their you so wonderful much. hospitality, and we'll hopefully see you next year. Uh, and then Steve went to his first travels. Anne and I hosted karaoke at Digital Shoreditch. Oh, how did that go, it guys? It was an unmitigated disaster. It was on, it was off, it was on again, and then apparently we were allowed to do it as long as nobody could hear it. Li- that was literally <laughs> the criteria. But so... Yeah, nobody could hear Yeah, so uh, we. A man had to go and stand off the stage so he could hear his own music. Yeah, (laughs) it was so bad, Uh, but we had a good time. Uh, We'd like to thank Yuki for inviting us, and we're going to do it. We are going to do it during London Games Festival, and I said we'll do it properly. We'll do it properly. Maybe that shows it should never be two of us. No, Mm, that's Mm. true. So yeah, we're back next week with a very special guest, aren't we? (gasps) We are a returning guest. Yes, a guest that I would like to think we broke, actually, because he came on the show, things happened because he was on the show, Mm -hmm. and then I read so much about him Mm -hmm. after his first first appearance on One Life Left. Is it Charles Cecil? <laughs> I saw Charles today. <laughs> I, I made a good joke about Charles Cecil today to, uh, yeah. over email. And uh, uh, David McCarthy said that Charles Cecil is doing a Q&A with him at uh, Game Horizon, which we're not attending. Uh, he said, uh, well, Charles is the Q and David's the A. I said, you're both Cs. <laughs> it's good, huh? So that sort of humour you can look out for in the forthcoming series of One Life Left. Right? We're a radio show about video games. And we very much enjoyed our return to the air. This is Resonance yes. 104.4 FM or the One Life Left podcast. Either way, you'll find us here again next week. Until then. Goodbye! Bye.
philosophy? 